Hello everyone and welcome to Nice Today FC. I'm Josh Taylor and for today's episode I'm going to recap all the latest action that happened across the Nisa League. We also got some news and a couple player signings that you guys should definitely keep your eye on. And then for my final thoughts I will give you a preview of all the U.S. Open Cup matches involving the Nisa teams because we have four sides left and we'll see which one will make it to the fourth round. You guys enjoy the show and here we go. Welcome to the show everyone and uh, hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Of course I'm recording this on a Sunday so for those who celebrate, just want to wish everyone a, a happy Easter. And for Nisa, we had a light schedule this week, only two matches this weekend. But before I get into those matches, let me recap all the action that happened in match day three. So I'm going to go over this pretty briefly. But let's start with the Michigan Stars FC. They finally kicked off their 2022 Nisa season in Rochester as they defeated Flower City Union 3-0. The Michigan Stars were up 2-0 at halftime with goals from Jonathan Firmino and Matt Constant. And Paul Lewis, he was also in net for this game because, uh, as I mentioned in our last episode, Tatuna Mukruva, who's the regular goalkeeper, starting goalkeeper for the Michigan Stars, was injured in their Open Cup match against Detroit City FC. And... Uh, Michigan Stars up 2-0 at halftime. Jordan Sailing almost had a breakaway, though, right before the half in the 43rd minute. But Vazil Zongo made a sliding tackle to prevent that scoring chance for Flower City Union. Andre Diaz for Flower City Union, I thought he had a pretty good performance in that game. He, he did create some chances for Flower City Union to try to keep him in the game. Austin Kranick, he had a header in the 65th minute, but... Michigan Stars FC goalkeeper Paul Lewis made the save on that one. And then Flower City Union, they thought they had a goal uh, later in the second half to kind of get them back in the match, but it was ruled offside. And, of course, uh, defender for Michigan Stars, Vasil Zongo, would add one more for the Stars to put this game away and win the game 3-0. Flower City Union, they had 10 shots, 10 total shots in this game, but end up on the losing end while the Michigan Stars – get their first win of the season, and they also get a clean sheet. And congrats to Trevor Banks, former Chicago House AC goalkeeping coach, for getting his first win in his uh, coaching debut. Now, the Maryland Bobcats FC, they played the AC Syracuse Pulse, and they beat them 3-1. to one. And Maryland Bobcats, man, uh, Darren Espinal, another goal for him. Elijah Amo gets another one. And Michael Akinkoye uh, scored for the Bobcats. And they're up 3 nothing in this match. Alex Sedrstegi uh, was scored for the Pulse late. But that was basically a consolation goal. And for the Maryland Bobcats FC, Get another win at home, and they have also now scored 10 goals so far 
for the season. Valley United FC, they defeated Bay City's FC 2-0. Now, for Bay City's FC, this was their home opener. Valley United FC scored two minutes into the match with a goal from Jeffrey Otu. Uh, Mustafa Troncoso scored the second goal. For Bay City's, they thought they had a goal later in the match to get back into the game in the second half, but it was ruled offside, and then... Josiah Romero, he got sent off getting a second yellow in the 82nd minute. Bases FC was down to 10 men, but Valley United FC was not able to add another one. In the final game for match day three in Nisa, it was Albion San Diego taking on LA Force. Albion San Diego defeated LA Force 3-1, and Albion, they jumped early all over LA Force. Uh, in the first half, scoring two goals in 15 minutes. They got a goal from Curvin's Jole Coer. I hope I pronounced that right. And then the second goal was scored by Mayele Molongo. And Albion San Diego was up 2-0. Adair Guerrero of LA Force, he had a penalty kick early on in the second half, and he missed it. To try to get the force back in the game, Walter Varela would add another goal for Albion San Diego. Jonik Pineda finally gets a goal for the LA Force late in the match, but it wasn't enough as Albion San Diego gets their first win of the NISA season. So congrats to them. Now, let's move on to match day four. As I mentioned earlier in the show, we only had two matches this weekend. So let's start with the Friday night match. Valley United FC at home and taking on Chattanooga FC. These two teams coming into this match undefeated, and the match ended in a nil-nil draw. So both sides remain undefeated. Uh, both teams share the points. And for Valley United, David Oloko had a great chance to put Valley United FC up early in the first half. But his shot hit the crossbar. Um, Valley United attacked Chattanooga FC's back line early in the second half with many scoring chances. But Chattanooga FC goalkeeper Kevin Gonzalez made save after save after save uh, to keep the match scoreless. Brett Jones just missed his chance in the second half to give Chattanooga FC the lead. And, you know, Valley United FC, they definitely controlled a lot of the possession. Their defense was, you know, very uh, effective, you know, frustrating the attack for Chattanooga FC. And I think that was the one thing that's kind of impressed me about Valley United FC so far is just, you know, the, the, the possession, the, the ball control you know, the defense staying disciplined and, and, you know, not giving a lot of scoring chances to their opponent. You know, Valley IFC, they're on top of the West Division. Who would have thought of that? And in this match, there was eight yellow cards, so a very physical match. Um, the match ended scoreless, as I mentioned, but the goalkeeper for Chattanooga FC, Kevin Gonzalez, secured his first clean sheet for the club. Now, the final match... From last night, LA Forest hosting Cal United Strikers FC. And Cal United, 
going this match. They hadn't scored any goals. They haven't get up any goals either. They also haven't won a game, but they accomplished two things. They scored some goals and they won, beating LA Force 2-0. Garrett Hogbin and Aiden Bauer scored for Cal United in the first half. And I thought Cal United did a great job of frustrating the LA Force by closing up all that space where the Force failed to finish uh, any of those scoring chances they could get to get back in the match. Cal United finally scored some goals, as I mentioned, to get their first win of the season. And for Cal United, they haven't given up a goal this season with three straight clean sheets. Uh, also, going back to the 2021 Nisa Fall season, this win that Cal United got over LA Force extends Cal United's unbeaten run to seven league matches. The last time Cal United lost in regular play season play was back on October 30th, 2021, when they lost 1-0 to former Nisa side Detroit City FC. Today is Easter Sunday, and we were supposed to have a match today. We were supposed to have the through a derby between Flower City Union and AC Syracuse Pulse. But that match was postponed. Nisa announced that earlier this week, uh, citing that it wouldn't be make sense for Flower City Union to play a game on a Sunday and then two days later had to play the Open Cup match against DC United. And then the league also cited that if the team had to play that game, it would kind of squeeze Flower City Union's ability to get the rest needed to avoid injury and be competitive. So keeping players safety in mind. And, of course, they talked to AC Syracuse Pulse, and they graciously agreed to postpone the match. Still no announcement on when that game will be made up, but I figured that will be announced at some point and get made up later on in the season. Now, let's take a look at the NISA table after four weeks of action in NISA. So in the East Division, you have the Maryland Bobcats FC leading the way with seven points. In second place is the Michigan Stars FC. Of course, they've only played one match so far, but three points. And they're getting a clean sheet against Flower City Union. AC Syracuse Pulse, they sit in third place with three points. And then Chattanooga FC has two points. Of course, Chattanooga FC has only played two matches so far this season. And then at the bottom in the East Division is Flower City Union with no points. And they have have lost all their matches so far. But like I said, Flower City Union, it's, it's, a, it's a young team still trying to learn their way. We'll see if for the next set of matches, they will start to pull their way up in the table. Now let's take a look at the West Division. As I mentioned earlier, Val United FC, I don't think anybody saw this coming. They lead the West Division. That's right. Val United FC is leading the West Division with eight points. And I think going into the season, a lot of people were expecting LA Force and Cal United to lead the way, but that is not the case. Speaking of Cal United, they are in second place with five points. As I mentioned earlier, they 
got a draw in the first two matches, but finally got a win against their rivals, LA Force, last night. So now Pulham within three points of catching Valley United FC. Albion, San Diego, they are in third with three points. Bay Cities FC is in fourth place with two points. And LA Force sitting at the bottom in the West Division with one point. Definitely was not expecting that. Uh, LA Force definitely will have some work to do. And the thing that is curious for me about LA Force, they've only scored one goal in like three matches. And you gotta have to wonder where the 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 score's gonna go for. Now I know they played, you know, Valley United, you know, Bay Cities just playing very defensive and trying to get a point here and there. But LA Force is gonna figure out where they're gonna get the goals from. You know, Samuel Goley hasn't got a goal, and Pineda's the only one who's gotten a goal so far this season for LA Force. That'll be something to keep an eye on for the season is who's going to take over. And I know they sold Christian Cheney to Central Valley Fuego FC, but that's going to be these next set of matches coming up for LA Force. Who is going to score goals as they try to get themselves out of the bottom of the West Division? <laughs> All right, everyone, let's get into the news around NISA this week. And after four weeks in the books, your top two goal scorers in the league are both Maryland Bobcat players. As Elijah Amo and Darren Espinal lead the way with three goals. Jeffrey O2 from Valley United FC is in third with two goals. Now, we did have some player signings throughout the league this past week since our last episode. Let's start with Cal United Strikers FC. Their latest signing comes all the way from Japan. Ryotaro Kawashima was just signed by the club. LA Force, they also had a signing. They signed goalkeeper Juan Nieves, and they also signed attacking midfielder Eduardo Perea. Flower City Union. They also announced the signing. They signed defender Rob Williamson. He had recently played with the Harrisburg Heat in the MASL, which is an indoor soccer league. And then they also signed defender Ben Watson. Now, when they announced the signing on social media, they posted that he had played for Puerto Rico Soul FC. But I had to do some research Ben Watson was also on AC Syracuse Pulse. So, we, you know, the three-way derby, I know these two sides played the opener back in the first week of the season. But Ben Watson, he has not played in AC Syracuse Pulse's two games. So I find it interesting that, you know, after two matches, they part ways and now he's with Flower City Union moving forward. So I find that, Pretty interesting dynamic there. And now that that match has been postponed to a later date, whatever those two sides play, it's going to be interesting. You know, maybe could add some sizzle to that rivalry there. So we'll see what happens with that. Flower City Union made one more signing. They announced that they had signed midfielder 
Oslo Rigby, and he had played in Spain for CF Ruzadir. So, Farsi Union, like I mentioned, I know they've been struggling 0-3 so far in the season, but they have added some reinforcements to help turn their season around and get themselves out of the bottom of the East Division and move their way up. And like I said, it's early. I know Valley United is leading. I know Maryland Bobcats is leading. We have a couple teams that are struggling right now. But it's a long season. We'll see if we have any more surprises within the next month. Now, let's move on to some Nisa Nation action. All right, guys, for some Nisa Nation action this week, like Nisa Pro, it was very light. There was only one match this weekend, and it was in the Florida region where we had Club de Leon. FC taking on Winter Haven United FC and Club de Leon FC defeated Winter Haven United FC 8-0. That's right. You heard me right. 8-0. Wow. And for the Florida region, things got a little interesting now because Atletico Orlando, they played Club de Leon FC the previous week. And they lost 5-0. So Club De Leon FC, they know how to score goals. And they've been scoring a lot of them. And as I take a look at the table in the Florida region, Atletico Orlando still leads with nine points. But right behind them is Club De Leon FC with six points. Now, the Northeast region, there was no games, but most notable action from the previous week. New Jersey Alliance FC, they had scored 10 goals. Not one, not two, not three. 10 goals against Albion SC Delaware. They defeated them 10 to 1. And they lead the Northeast region with six points. New York Braveheart SC, they will finally make their debut in the Northeast region for Nisa Nation this upcoming weekend when they'll be at home hosting Boston Athletic SC. Now, let's take a look at the Southwest region. It's got a little interesting now because in my last episode, I was talking about the Las Vegas Legends and how they kind of been slipping a bit. And now they got an opportunity to try to get back in, taking on FC Golden State. Well, Las Vegas Legends didn't play this past week, they decided to forfeit their match against FC Golden State. Uh, Nisa Nation did confirm that the match was canceled due to Las Vegas Legends forfeit, but they did not give any more details other than that. And how this forfeiture changes things in the Southwest region, this now puts FC Golden State ahead of Las Vegas Legends in the Southwest region on goal difference as both teams have seven points. And that's the latest I got from Nisa Nation this past week. I know for this upcoming week, we'll have a lot more games that I will try to get as much information as I can to go over 
And I will preview that in another episode later this week where I will recap the Open Cup matches and preview the NISA Pro matches for this upcoming weekend. Now let's get into my final thoughts. All right, guys. For my final thoughts, I'm going to preview the U.S. Open Cup matches involving NISA clubs for this upcoming week. Now, during my last episode, I posted a poll about which U.S. Open Cup match involving an ESA team that you're most excited about. And 65% of you voted uh, that Atlanta United against Chattanooga FC is the musty match you want to watch. 15% voted for Flower City Union against DC United. 12% voted for San Jose Earthquakes taking on Bay Cities FC. And then 8% voted on FC Tucson hosting Cal United Strikers FC. Now, for the Open Cup, uh, let's start with the Tuesday matchups. Flower City Union taking on DC United. Now, going into this match, guys, you know, Flower City Union, they've been struggling. They've lost their first three league matches in NISA, and they've only scored one goal so far while giving up 10 goals. So I can understand why some of you guys out there in Rochester are a bit concerned. But look, Nisa and AC Syracuse Pulse gave Flower City Union the weekend off. They're going to be well-rested and ready to go for their match on Tuesday against DC United. And look, when it comes to MLS teams, guys, well, the Open Cup is tricky. You just don't know what to expect sometimes. Some MLS teams will take it seriously and put their legit A-list roster. And some teams are like, you know, we don't want to be here. We're just going to put the young kids from DC United under 23 or whatever it is and just throw them out there. You just don't know what to expect. Now, DC United, I know they've had a good track record in the U.S. Open Cup, but from what I've seen so far at MLS, DC United has not been off to a good start. Uh, they're sitting in 13th place in the Eastern Conference. They only have two wins and four losses. And they lost to Austin FC this past weekend, 3-2. to two. So with DC United, I don't know what to expect. I say Flowers Union definitely has at least a, a slim chance, but they're going to have to score some goals and try to, you know, get past DC United. It's not going to be an easy match, um, but I expect Flower City Union to at least, you know, be competitive, and we'll see what happens. With the Open Cup, you know, we see some crazy things happen, so you never know. DC United, I would say, is just going to pretend on the roster they're going to throw out there, but since both sides have been struggling, might even out be. You never know. Now, Let's move on to the next Tuesday matchup. FC Tucson taking on Cal United Strikers. Now, I know in the last episode, I feel very strongly that Cal United Strikers have the best chance to advance against FC Tucson out of all the NISA teams. Of course, as I mentioned, this will be the first D3 matchup. You got USL League One versus NISA. And what I'm curious to know about in this match is, will we see an encore performance from Marcus Lee? 
I know he stole the show in their last Open Cup matchup against San Fernando Valley, getting a goal and assist in that matchup. I'm pretty sure that's something that FC Tucson is going to keep their eye on and try to man mark him and not give him a lot of chances. But, you know, Cal United, they have other players, you know, like, uh, you know, Christian Turgeon, you know, Aiden Bowers, you know, Garrett Hoban, so many players. And, you know, their goalkeeper, Maria, you know, good performance against LA Force. And it's going to be interesting, you know, Cal United, now they finally got that win, had a clean sheet for a couple matches. Let's see if they can keep that momentum going. Now, FC Tucson, on the other hand, they have not won a USLE one match. They've played two matches so far. They lost to Richmond Kickers for nothing, and then they got a draw against Ford Madison this past weekend, one to one. And FC Tucson, you know, with a lot of young talent on that team, they're not going to be a pushover. They're going to definitely, you know, cause some fits for Cal United Strikers, but. We'll see if Cal United Strikers can push through, take advantage, and move on to the fourth round. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about the match that I hopped up a lot last week. <clears throat> okay, I said San Jose Earthquakes are cups at alert. And now, <laughs> going into this match on Tuesday night, I would have to say San Jose Earthquakes is definitely on cups at alert. Look, Bay Cities FC like Flowers Union, they were off this weekend. So this team is going to be well-rested. Bases FC is also returning to PayPal Park, where they just beat Monterey Bay FC a couple weeks ago, 2-1. to one. So they're very familiar with PayPal Park and how to play there. And Bases FC, I know they've been having issues scoring goals. That's something they're going to have to, to figure out. But Bayside FC, they at least know what they're going to bring to the table into this match on Tuesday. And I think they got a really good shot of upsetting the Earthquakes. Speaking of the Earthquakes, uh, well, so far in MLS, it has been a disaster for them so far this season. They are sitting in last place in the Western Conference with no wins and four losses and three draws so far in this season. Not only that, the Earthquakes guys have a lot of distractions going on um, because there are multiple reports out there reporting that the club will part ways with their head coach, Matias Almeida. I know there was a lot of drama going on before the start of the season, but the club elected to keep Almeida on. Now it looks like they're going to part ways and he's going to resign and he's going to need to buy out along with his staff. And it looks like one of the assistant coaches is going to have to coach this game on Tuesday. So I have no idea what to expect from the earthquake side of things for Tuesday's matchup. So the opportunity is there for Bay City's FC to take advantage. Now the question is, will they be able to capitalize on it? Now, the big match that you guys have been all excited about, this match will be on Wednesday, April 20th, Atlanta United taking on Chattanooga FC. Now, 
going into this match, Chattanooga FC, this is the first time they've made it through the third round. And I know Chattanooga FC, they've only played two matches in NISA so far. They got them both draws. But if we look at their last Open Cup matchup against Memphis 901, where they just took it to Memphis, scoring three goals in that matchup, can coach Rod Underwood get another impressive performance like that against a tougher opponent, Atlanta United, and continue their run into the tournament? You know, I think I think Chattanooga FC has a really good chance against Atlanta United, but it's not going to be easy. Atlanta United, of course, they're defending champions, even though that was back in 2019. And now they this will be the first chance where they get to defend their title in this tournament in the U.S. Open Cup. Of course, the match we played at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. And Atlanta United, they got a draw against FC Cincinnati this past weekend and are in fourth place in the Eastern Conference in MLS. However, guys, Atlanta United does have injury issues. The Five Stripes going to have some, some of the key players missing from this tournament run. Their midfielder, Osvaldo Alonso, of course, he's been out after tearing up his ACL early in the MLS season, and he just recently had surgery on his, his knee. So he's going to be out. And then you have their star striker, Joseph Martinez. He's out six to eight weeks with a knee injury as well. And then in that game yesterday against FC Cincinnati, their starting goalkeeper, Brad Guzon, injured his Achilles in that match. And their head coach for Atlanta United said, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. So he's not going to play. So for Atlanta United, they're going to have some key stars missing for this upcoming matchup against Chattanooga FC. But we'll see. We'll see if Chattanooga FC is able to knock out the defending U.S. Open Cup champions. It's going to be a fun game. I'm looking forward to watching all the games and seeing what happens. I still feel that Nisa, at the very least, could get two teams in to carry that magical run. Look, this is a part of the, of, the, of the journey of the Open Cup. This is the only tournament where you're going to see amateur sides, you know, third division sides, second division teams, and of course the MLS teams play in the same tournament. I think I'm wondering who's going to be the final NISA team to be the last team standing. If you're asking me, I think Cal United or Chattanooga FC had the best chance, but Bay Cities and Fire City Union, I'm sure we'll have something to say about that. So let's wish the teams good luck. And like I said, I'll recap all the action later this week in another episode. And looking forward to it, guys. Looking forward to it. And I know you guys are looking forward to it as well. And I can't wait. All right, everyone. Well, that will conclude today's episode for Nice Today FC. If you have any comments, feedback, or suggestions, please direct message me on Twitter at JT underscore Taylor 88. 
hate your fan show and like to keep up with all the latest updates, you can follow us on our Facebook page at Nisa Today FC. We're also on Twitter at Nisa underscore Today FC and on Instagram at Nisa underscore Today FC. You guys enjoy all the U.S. Open Cup matches this week. Like I said, I'll have another episode for you later in the week to preview match day five action in Nisa. You guys take care of yourselves and I'll see you next time.